everybody to Sublime Soul Surrender. I am so excited to introduce you to somebody I love so much in the beginning of our brand new year in 2023. I have not been here live for a while. The last two recordings that I released in 2023 were recordings from last year. And if any of you haven't gone back to listen or to see the footnotes about why, I invite you to do that. There's some permission that comes from this about delay in life. So this is my first live recording in 2023. So happy new year. And I am not going to waste any of my space in this time with my voice because I want you to hear the beautiful, delicious voice of somebody I love so much. This is Lee. Lee, please introduce yourself and say hello to this incredible community around the world. Hi, Cosmos. Hi, community. Delicious. Wow. I wasn't expecting that, but I'll take it. Oh my, my God. Name is- Yes, come on, listen to Lee's voice as a deliciousness to it. And I met Lee in Clubhouse now two years ago, Lee. It's been two years. Oh my God, it's so crazy. I don't know where the time goes. Um, Yeah, so I'm Lee. My pronouns are he, him, his. I identify as gay and queer. I am a 47-year-old living in New York City. Woo! Woo! And I'm really, happy to be here. When, when we were on Clubhouse, your voice was the voice people wanted to hear in our morning affirmation room just to feel soothed. Mm. How can you not yeah. think I would call you delicious? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and affirmations. Jeez. When we met, like, I, I didn't even know what an affirmation was. I didn't know what I was doing in that room. And now it's it's a mindfulness practice that that I'm, um, you know, embedded in Monday through Friday, and I just love it. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what that practice looks like for you? This is such a beautiful way to begin this conversation right now. Uh, sure, of course, Cosmos. Um, so my mindfulness practice is um, 30 minutes of uh, affirmation, gratitude, and joy. And it is a small circle of amazing humans who come together. And in 30 minutes, we just go round robin and uh, we recite some affirmations. They can be original. They could be from books. They could be from Instagram. Um, You could just shoot from the hip. In our practice, there's no wrong or right way. When you're on mic, you just say how you're feeling. And... uh, we affirm a few things, and then we do a round of gratitude and joy. And I believe that the um, gratitude and joy is very important. I, um, in the past, tried gratitude journals and things like that. And for me, just for me, that wasn't enough. There's something about the power of, of speaking the gratitude and having others in the universe hearing it um, that, uh, that really helps the practice. Um, and then adding joy to that, what is going to be your joy for the day? First thing in the morning, before even starting to do work, to decide what your joy is going to be. And if you don't know what it is, setting out to seek joy, amazing, 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 amazing. I, I'm feeling really inspired to ask you if we should do this right now for the audience. Yeah, 
Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I have something that I just wrote, um, and I will call it up and read it. Um, this is an original affirmation. Um, <clears throat> and I actually use this all week this week. Um, I find that the more you repeat stuff, the more you start to really believe your own words. Um, so here it goes today. I'm pouring myself a glass filled to the brim with possibility. I'm sipping on vitality and valor. I taste the tenacity. I'm quenching my thirst for a positive and productive day. I'm consuming courage and confidence. I'm crushing my goals with every gulp, hydrating my soul, refreshing my outlook, refueling my needs. Today is a day worth savoring. So that's an original affirmation that I wrote. The moment for tambourine. I am going to tambourine your affirmation. What does that mean? That means I fucking love it. <laughs> that is so powerful. Oh, thank you, you so much. Oh my God. You know, we will show everybody how this goes and I will do mine too, but I want to just take a moment to just reflect on how beautiful your affirmation is. There's just so many pieces in it. First of all, the poetry, you've always have poetic language with your affirmations, vitality, valor, sipping the, what did you say? Tasting tenacity, tasting, tasting tenacity. Thirst, thirst for positive and productive day. Yeah. So yes, delicious. I will keep. That's going to be the of this. Is going to be delicious. So, okay. Um, I, I, but I also want to just say how powerful it is that you said what you said in the beginning, repeating. I've mm -hmm. said this to my patients and my clients and to Neil my whole life, which is, you tell yourself something that you may not believe is true, but you say it because you will it. Mm -hmm. And eventually what you say, yes, it does become the truth. And that can become the negative thoughts as well. That's correct. And how that's correct. it is for us to hear that. And that's why starting your day with affirmations is so important. And because of that, like, fine line that you were just talking about of, like, wanting it slash believing it slash truly being it, um, that's where I think the gratitude and the joy complement the affirmation because affirmations try really hard to help get you from point A to point B. Um, but gratitude and joy are in the present and affirmations are too. But when you're struggling and you're just not there to have two things following it that are so tangible. I think is really important. Would you share your gratitude and your joy? I sure will. I am grateful to the Clubhouse app for connecting me and you and you and me. Mm. Um, so that'll be my gratitude today. Um, and my joy is that I just saw some flurries um, over the Hudson River. I have an amazing view of the Hudson River and I just saw some flurries and uh, you're in the Boston area. I'm in the New York area. We're not having a quote unquote normal winter, 
and I actually enjoy winter. Um, and so it was joyful to just see some flurries. It now switched to rain. But in that quick moment when I switched rooms to come here and talk to you uh, and like we just started talking and the flurries were going by, that was pure joy. It is pure joy. I love your gratitude. I feel the same gratitude to you. Same exact one. How happy I am that we found ourselves together. So unplanned. So unplanned. Beautiful. And God, my queer family existed in. Yeah. My chosen family existed in Clubhouse. It, it, it was already there. We were, we were, we were put there to find each other. Um, and, and there are, um, a handful of people that are so near and dear to me and you are one of them. Um, and just the universe wanted us to meet. And when I actually met you in person, um, it was like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like like, there was, yeah, there was no, there was no, like, it didn't even feel like it was the first time we were meeting. It was just like, of course, of course, we're hanging out in person. You know, I would love to know if anybody in the audience has similar experiences, because in the pandemic, a lot of us had very virtual relationships. And Mm -hmm. not that that was the only time we did, but it definitely. But it was, yeah, an intense period for um, deepening connections virtually. And I'd love to hear if anybody listening wants to share maybe a story of theirs with a relationship of any kind that they built over Zoom or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any other form of social media or just chat rooms that has become such an important part of your everyday life, even if you haven't met. And then if you did meet, how great that felt, or maybe not, like share it all. We'd love to hear. I think that's an important, valuable part of our world now is that technology exists and it always will. And that is some part of our friendships that in, innately and organically will always happen that way. And your joy is beautiful. Our four seasons are so important. Ones that live in an area that have four seasons. Yeah. We need snow. More snow. I don't want to spend time talking about my affirmation here because I really want to talk about you. That's okay. what my goal is. I will just simply say my gratitude is you, you being here. My joy is having the last two days with my son before he leaves for college again. Wow. It's going to be difficult. So actually, yes, my affirmation, I'll start with that. Then I'm going to give an affirmation, changing my mind, changing my mind. Yeah. Affirmation is I meet every day with the grace of receiving what comes to me organically and with gratitude, knowing that what has been will become the future and what is now is now the past and will become the future. And it all Mm. encompasses a part of my daily life experience. And I I meet it, meet it with open arms. Mm. Yeah, that is beautiful. And it's the openness um, that really resonates uh with me is um putting these magical meaningful words and meeting them with an open heart body mind soul 
Can you talk to us a little bit about maybe why the practice of mindfulness for you, why that became such a powerful process for you? Was it that it happened accidentally or was it something that you needed to take care of yourself with? Is there something that's been uncovered through this or something that maybe you've learned about yourself through it? Yeah, um, great question. Um, I called myself the accidental affirmationist at the beginning because I didn't know what an affirmation was. I thought it was just like a Saturday Night Live skit. Um, but uh, uh, something drew me to the space that a mutual friend had had, had created for us, um, and I didn't know how to do it. Um, I didn't know what it was, and I didn't know I needed it. So while I thought it was an accident, there are no accidents. Um, I found myself exactly where I was supposed to be. And that was in a place where I could start to take a deep dive into self-care. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm a New Yorker. I, I, I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised in New Jersey. I, I lived in uh, the city for my entire adult life. And um, I worked in the media business and um, it's fast paced job, fast paced world. And um, I'm a lifelong uh, sufferer of chronic anxiety. And um, I always enjoyed writing. Um, I do some writing as part of my day job, but to write affirmations is something really special. And what I didn't realize is that it's extremely therapeutic and um, mental health struggles are a journey. And um, so, yeah, it wasn't an accident. Affirmations have become part of my therapy, self-care. And um, through that, I've learned more about myself and my anxious patterns um, and negative thinking and negative self-talk and um and self-sabotage and imposter syndrome and the list goes on and on um but affirmations has taught me that i shouldn't push anxiety away that anxiety is on a journey with me at times it could be a visitor passing through um, but I used to want so badly for there to be this like magic bullet that would just take the anxiety away. Why do I wake up feeling so heavy? Why do I exhaust myself with my thoughts? Why, why am I such an intense thinker? What, what did I do to deserve this where I feel like my brain just never takes a break? And um, doing this practice has taught me to have a better relationship with the anxiety. Sometimes anxiety is, is teaching you something that you need to lean into. But I had made it a villain for so long. Um, and I think through the affirmation space, I realize it's not a villain. It's a visitor. Some days it will have a stronger presence. Uh, some days it will have a lighter presence. And uh, over time, I can help 
change the narrative of what I thought my relationship was to this 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 common disorder that a lot of people have. Um, and it's really important to me to normalize it and just talk about it. Um, I'm a highly functioning human being with a great career, but um, I have struggled with anxiety since I'm 17 years old. I'm 47. That's 30 years. That's a very long time. And um, I'm done wishing it away. Uh, I'm coexisting with it and I'm looking for lessons in it. And I want to transform it. And I want to help others understand it. Yes. You're not alone. If you're listening, you are not alone. It's very common in the queer community, too, because we push parts of ourselves aside for so long before we step into our our true authentic selves. And so I think um, there's something about our brain chemistry when we're in fight or flight with our own sexual identity discovery journey and all of that um that that in itself puts your brain in this space to to be a very anxious person feel like fragmented um and uh just not at peace, very like on edge, antsy, jumping out of your skin. And I think it's really, really common in the queer space. And um, and it's not a weakness. It's actually a strength. Oh, my God. Yes. Because of how you approached it, anybody that's listening to you will hear the strength in your voice. There's so much you said. I just first I want to just give you a hug through the screen and I feel it. I feel the hug. Yeah, I'm feeling so much love, so much love for your beautiful heart and that tender soul that has worked so hard to come to this place where you can meet something that you've put away to the side, saying, I want to ignore you. You don't exist. I'm gonna get rid of you, but it's a part of you. And now learning how to call it in and give it love, thereby giving yourself love and finding ways to make that your superpower strength because yes absolutely it becomes your strength because you discover who you are and you Mm -hmm. figure out what makes you so special and i'm really happy that you named to the queer community specifically how hard it is to walk in this world outside the norm of heteronormative lifestyles and how difficult it can feel and that word fragmented is a good one it can feel to keep yourself not feeling fragmented exactly and present yourself to the world and give people reason to actually listen to you to take you seriously to recognize that wait a second this is me this is me i'm full i'm complete i'm whole and my voice matters and my voice matters and you just helped the entire community that listened to you. If I help one person, that means the world. So I, I, I really think that this idea of destigmatizing things, that's why Sublime Soul Surrender exists, as you know, is to destigmatize, to break shame, to get rid of that feeling mm-hmm. that we carry burdens on things that society put on us. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to you for really showing up in such a strong way in a courageous way thank you lee for 
Thank you. Making this part of your life path. And I know that one of the things that you also do as a part of your daily life is this incredible role as a queer aging committee member. Will you talk to, I don't think most people listening know even what I'm talking about. They want what you're doing. I think that would be really valuable. Yeah, so I am a part of uh, an administrative team uh, who came up with this club called Queer Aging. It's on the uh, app Clubhouse. And every week we meet to discuss queer-centric topics that could impact our journey uh, through life and getting older and flipping the script on heteronormative uh, practices that we just feel almost brainwashed and have to come together and pave our way to the future together. Um, because it doesn't have to look like anything that we've been told or taught or, or seen from generations before. We have the power to pave our future. And we are a beautiful community and we need to lean on each other. We need to affirm each other. And we need to figure out how we can age um gracefully truth in truth um and be as fulfilled as possible in not just our golden years every year we age we're aging every minute we're aging every second so really everything is a queer aging topic and i think that that that's so beautiful too at the beginning we are very like oh, you know, we should talk about retirement and we should talk about, um, you know, uh, uh, caring for each other and and uh, what's what's going to happen when, you know, when and if we're alone or, you know, how how chosen family might play a role in our health care and things like that. And then as we've gone through it, we realize everything is a queer aging topic because our community, just like everyone else, is dealing with day in and day out stuff, and we all built up baggage, and we need help releasing that and lessening the weight. Um, and doing all of that in community helps us find what we're searching for. And the hope is that that will be a beautiful future. Um, where we could survive and thrive today, tomorrow, in our golden years, et cetera. So that, I mean, that's really the gist. It is a really powerful group for anybody that has an interest in exploring this. If you develop, if you download the Clubhouse app and you check it out, you will develop a very strong sense of that community, even with one entry into the room. Oh, thank you for saying that. Oh. And it's true. It's so true. It's a place where for people to hear this a little bit more. I came out right before mm -hmm. Clubhouse. So I came out mm -hmm. in 2020 December and mm -hmm. I was on Clubhouse February of 2021. And I had nobody that was queer in my lifetime, in my life prior to my coming out and when I came out, still had nobody that was queer that I knew personally. So when I came onto Clubhouse, it was to find 
people that were queer. And when I found you and found Jonathan, and then you invited me over to the queer aging community, it was the coolest idea to say, oh, wait a second, can I make a room about coming out later in life? Mm-hmm. How all of that came out of the queer aging community. Oh, yeah. And how fun that was. And I think that the ability to create those spaces where people can feel seen, can have these kinds of discourse you were just describing, people are aging all the time. We have this ridiculous association in the United States called the American Academy of Anti-Aging. It's called ELRM. It's really wrong. We're trying to reverse a natural process. I get why anti-aging exists. I'm a functional medicine doctor. I get it. A lot of my own colleagues, this is what we do. But philosophically, there's so much shame we're putting on the concept of aging with that existence of that association. Absolutely. And aging is beautiful. It is. That's fucking why you and I have our gray. I have my gray on my head. You have your gray on your beard. It's like the most beautiful thing. I have, I'm turning 50 this year, Lee, and I'm so excited. So excited for you. 50 is going to be amazing, Cosmos. Amazing. And it has been. And aging is like validity. Yes. We've been. And and it's a gift. And it's a gift. And we've earned the gray. Yes. And it gives us this ability, too, to support other people that are aging, because as you said, everybody is constantly aging. Every single baby is aging to support people to walk that path without that shame. That doesn't need them to look differently or act differently than they are. Yeah. And I I want people to know, like you just said, babies are aging and it's true. Um, People that come to queer aging um, are as young as 20, Um, you know, and then, as you know, we have people in their 70s uh, and a lot of people in their 30s and 40s. So uh, it really spans. This is not, uh, you know, uh, a group of people that are 70 plus years old. This is a wide ranging space for the queer community. And like you said, babies are aging, toddlers are aging, elementary school kids are aging. We're all aging. It's the relevance of life. Everything ages and everything ends. I will say there is one beautiful New York Times article that came out today that talks about a group of oh my God. In their 70s. Did you see this? No, not yet. Oh, it's amazing. It's about, I'm trying to see if I can find it while I'm talking to you because I can give people the name of it if I have it here easily find. Um, if not, I'll put it in my show notes. I will put it in my show notes. It is about a club that exists for people that are 60 and above, dancing, getting together and hanging out, and the vitality. So just, yes, everybody's aging all ages. But for a second, also, when you talk about flip the script, to flip the script about what life can be when you're in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, and life is not over. Some of my most alive, lively patients are 90. And they come to me and they look so good. And it's not like you stop taking care of your body and stop taking care of yourself. You probably take care of yourself even more. And embrace and embrace things that you weren't able to embrace uh, when you were too young and naive to realize that it was something worth embracing. Yeah. And to talk about. And to, know. And to talk about for sure. And yes, to go back to the other age 
yes, your life cycle that starts when you're born, it's the minute the baby is born, the number is moving the other direction. So, you know, you are aging. And those are the milestones we celebrate. We celebrate them standing and walking and then going to school. So let's continue to celebrate the milestones. Let's as we continue go. to celebrate those milestones. And, um, you know, there is a lot linked to inner child work also. And you and I have talked about that a lot in our in our friendship. Um, but, uh, you know, getting in touch with that inner child is is so important and to be there for our inner child in a way that um at no fault of their own our parents couldn't be for us um because of our unique queer journey especially um i think inner child work is important for everyone not just queer people but uh but i think it's um very 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 powerful um in the queer community to reacquaint yourself with that child within. Oh, so beautiful. Absolutely. And it's such a lovely way for us to think about ending the conversation, even though I don't want it to end, but to talk about that journey of the child within. All of us have these children within us. Like it's the joy that we see when we see somebody, We like when I see you, the joyfulness of wanting to jump out and give you a hug. A lot of that is my inner child that wants to yeah. be like, hey, let's go down to the playground. Let's go down the slide. Yeah. Use a seesaw. Tag, you're it. Right, tag, you're it. Exactly. <laughs> that, oh, there's so many ways to look at the inner child. It doesn't only have to be associated with therapeutic, even though I think it absolutely is the most important role I use with my clients and my patients, is the therapeutic role of using the inner child to dig into responses and the voices that we have inside of ourselves and how we may not actually be able to know where some thought process is coming from mm -hmm. able to tap into that young child that may have had a learned behavior or was unfortunately treated in a way or not treated in a way that they wanted to or they didn't want to when they were younger and then the other piece of it the flip is the inner child is also that playful one that one that can be excited and if you can honor the existence of the inner child there's so many beautiful things that can happen and i'm so happy absolutely so thank you for saying that, Lee. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I actually wrote um, something inner child related just for you uh, way back when about that. butterflies. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> you are such a special being. You are such a gift. In a half an hour of being on here with me, <laughs> so much and have made probably everybody want to hear more about you and more. Oh, we'll have to do this you. again sometime. You're going to have to come back. There's no way you won't. 100%. And I'm really, really glad we were able to make this work so early on in the year so that maybe we can check in halfway through the year and then. Maybe yes, let's do it. Here and update people so they can see, yeah, the power that you're bringing to yourself with all these beautiful individually created therapeutics for yourself and it will empower other people to do that for themselves as well. Oh, I sure hope so. And I love you, Lee. I love you. Thank you so much, Cosmos. I had such a pleasure being here. What a joy. Special. And I really hope the community that's listening has felt this connection with you and has felt the extent of the depth and the warmth and the sincerity that comes from your voice and the word. Oh, wow. So to all of you listening, wherever you may be, I hope you have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, night, 
so happy you were here to be with us to listen today and hope that we get to have you come back again next week and continue on like comment rate follow send us lots of messages you're loved happy you're here have a great rest of the day Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here.